Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of the HV Pucks Podcast, powered by Capiche.com. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. A few weeks ago, one of my listeners reached out and wanted to know which team has the best locker room. By my count, there were only four public high school programs in Section 1 with their own locker rooms. Mamaronek at the Homics Park Ice Rink, Pelham at the Ice Hutch, Suffren at Sportorama, and White Plains at Ebersol. The only locker room out of these four that I've actually been inside is Mamaronek because I interviewed uh, Coach Chaparelli, Sam Giroux, and uh, Harrison Freed earlier in the season. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I never played hockey, and I cannot skate, just like Scotty Bowman, but we all know that it turned out good for Scotty, and so far, it's turned out pretty darn good for me, too. Um, I did play lacrosse in middle school, and I also played one year of football in high school, so I know how sacred the locker room is to both players and coaches. The locker room serves as as a sanctuary and a safe haven after a huge win or a crushing defeat. And whatever happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. During this week's Dump and Chase, we will hear from players as to why their locker room is the best. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. This is Andrew Shulzhenko, and you're listening to the HV Pucks podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. Now let's get right into the Dump and Chase. This week, I asked Section 1 hockey players which team has the best locker room. And here's what the Mamaronek Tigers had to say. Harrison Schreiber said, The energy level within the locker room before the game, the traditions that come with the locker room, and Chap's pregame speeches. Harrison Freed said, I think it's the guys in the room that make up a locker room. The positive energy and everyone pushing each other to compete harder is a big factor for us. Sam Giroux said, I would probably say it's the best in Section 1 because of what it means to the younger kids. There's nothing like getting your first locker for varsity. Plus, there's a mini fridge. Jack Freed said, What makes the Tigers locker room the best in Section 1 is the energy and passion the team has going into games and practices. We always have music playing and there's great pregame speeches from Shap. Tommy Spiro said, It's awesome because you can see all of your teammates, and it's good because you can hang your gear up and be able to get it out of your house. And also, we treat it right because not all teams have their own locker room, so we treat it as a privilege and not as a right. Now let's hear from the Pelham Pelicans. Russ Mazzaro said, We have banners hanging on the walls for sectional titles, regional titles, and now states that we've won. The stalls we have are spacious, and the speaker we have can be heard for miles. 
Andrew Sholzenko said, everything about it. We're lucky that at the Ice Hutch we have a locker room for our team where each player has an individual stall to keep equipment in. And the locker room is laid out so that each player can see each other. The best part of the locker room is that the walls are covered in years of all the past league, section, regional, and state titles, reminding us of past success of the program and the successes that we are trying to achieve. Tim Salamini said, Nameplates, motivation, and tips all written on the walls, and there's an awesome speaker system. Let's hear from the Suffering Mounties. Harrison Gadansky said, We're so lucky to have such a nice locker room that's warm and has everything we need to prepare ourselves for games, like exercise bikes, a TV for film, and speakers. Giancarlo DiLorenzo said, The fact that it's been around since the beginning of Suffern Hockey and how many great players have gone through the locker room. Also, just the feeling when you walk in, there's Mountie pride everywhere. Patrick Flatley said, We just redid it this summer and put new carpets in, painted the walls and everyone's stalls. And we also got a Bose surround sound system. Evan Camus said, The time and effort that was put into making it better this past summer. We got a new surround sound uh, system installed, an awesome new carpet, and the whole room was repainted. Now let's hear from the White Plains Tigers. James Carrier said, We have our own stalls, stick racks, expensive speakers, TV, and inspirational quotes on the wall. Richard Meyer said, I think what makes the locker room the best is that it was purchased just as a trailer, but the team got together one summer and assembled it to what it is today. This year, we got new speakers for game time, and we also got new stick racks made by Mr. Schultz. Coach Rubenstein cares about the locker room as much as he cares about us and keeps it clean and neat and having everything in a specific place. Justin Amato said, What makes the White Plains locker room the best is that it's not just a place where we put on our gear and go on the ice. Each person has their own stall with a nameplate. It's not like any other locker room. We have a TV on the wall, a Bluetooth surround sound system, and actual heat to air dry our equipment for the next practice or game. The best part about our locker room is the man running it, Coach Howie. He's always on top of cleaning the floors, making sure everything is tidy before every game. He puts the jerseys and socks up before every game. It's exciting to walk into a locker room this nice, have a personal stall, and go out and play a game. Chris Stangarone said, The Tiger locker room is, was electric all the time. The guys always had a fun time when we were in the room joking around and listening to music. Also, having the room so close to the stands, we could always hear the fans right outside our door. Now, you know, I haven't been into all these locker rooms, uh, but the players that we heard from today definitely gave their reasoning, their rationale for why their locker rooms are the best. And to be honest, you know, I think every locker room that they described has pieces and elements that make it the best. But at the end of the day, it's really the players and the coaching staff that make any locker room the best. You're listening to the HV Pucks podcast, and we'll be right back after this.
You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week, I sat down with Rich Myers, head coach of the Rytown Harrison Titans. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Rich Myers. He is the head coach for the Rye Town Harrison Titans. He's taken a few minutes out of his day to chat with me, and I really do appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, Coach. How's it going? Uh, very good. Nice uh, nice morning after a big win last night over, over Scarsdale. Yeah, stick taps out to you and your squad for the, the dub, for sure. So let's get right into it. Can you describe your team in five words or less? Uh, we're a resilient bunch, and you kind of dubbed ourselves the comeback kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know, unfortunately, the slow start's been plaguing us, and we've been giving uh, teams the first goal against, and then we got to fight and claw our way back. So, unfortunately, that's the role we've taken, but they, they, they're adapting to it well. Right. At the end of the day, the, the results are the same. You know, you, you, you wind up in the W in the win column. So, you know, it, you don't like playing from behind. Certainly, as a Ranger fan, I hate seeing my team play from behind <laughs> because, unlike you guys, they can't usually find a way to win in those circumstances. But it does seem to be working for your squad. Uh, Coach, what excites you the most about this team? Uh, our outside speed, uh, it's, a, it's a great mix of seniors, and I got some freshmen that are stepping up. And, you know, they don't know how good they could be if they just keep working and stay with our system. When we start to freewheel and they want to get, you know, become more individualistic, that's when we kind of get into our lulls. But as a team, if they, if they stay cohesive, God knows where we could go this year. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, you guys are getting hot at the right time. You're starting to now you know, beat teams that are some of the more quality programs in the section. So, you know, less than a month from now, I tweeted out yesterday, less than a month from now, we'll be playing, you know, some playoff games. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, where you guys wind up. Um, right. Who are the players? Who are some of the players to watch on your squad, Coach? Well, you got to look at Max Chelfin uh, and, and Jack Shapiro, our first line guys, that they're just, again, combination of their hands, their speed, um, their, their, their shot release, they're, they're really setting the tone for, for the rest of the squad. And then everybody else wants to keep up with them. You know, on the back end, we talked about the freshmen. You got Joey Harrison and Jonah Schultz, who now just stepped into a big role, that have been playing together and add, um, you know, a, a nice balance. So it, it let, lets us run three, three solid lines. It, and, you know, what's nice is the couple of names you mentioned are certainly siblings of other Rytown Harrison standouts in the past. So I like uh, right, I like yeah. the fact that yep. the uh, tradition continues. Uh, Coach, I know you've had some big wins and some big games, but in your opinion, what's the biggest game of the season so far that you've had? Uh, it had to be that the overtime win against North Rockland up there. Um, that was just, again, we came from behind where we we're, we're just cr- scratching and clawing. And we, we just saw the, the game switch, the, the tide turn, and we knew if we just got the opportunities, we could bury it. And, and, and uh, it was just the bus ride home after that for the boys just to sit there and listen to them, enjoy it. It was, it was awesome. That's, that's the, definitely the type of win, you know, that you can build on. And I certainly think, you know, people in the section, you know, took notice. You know, I, I really liked what you know, your team's been able to do since I began the podcast even last season, you know, before you came on board. But, you know, I, every game that I've been to this year, including the Mayor's Cup most recently, exciting, skill, physical, you know, again, there, there's no quit. 
in the team. They're determined, uh, and they play from the beginning to the end of the game, which is, you can't ask for anything more. Yeah. What's the, uh, in your opinion, Coach, what's the toughest rink to play in in the area? Uh, I'm going to say Sportorama. Uh, just the, the way that the stands like kind of overhang, they're close to the, to, to the ice. Uh, and then you, you know, you, you got their, their home fan base in that right corner. You get down to that end, and it's tough. It's loud. Um, they're rooting against you the whole time. So again, that that adds whoever you're playing up there. It, it adds a little bit to the home team, and then just another factor that that you know, we need to be mentally tough to overcome. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've been to a number of barns in the in the section, and I, I have to say uh, that Sportorama, you know does have does the crowds do come out and the fact that they are right up close to that glass can certainly uh add yep. to uh, add a layer to the game uh who would you say is your biggest rival at this point it's been switching over the last years um i, I think right now white plains again with the mayor's cup two sure. years in a row and yeah. something we're looking to, to move forward with i think that could be um our, our, our rival um you know, the boys got pumped for it. They get the, the special jersey, so it adds an, an extra element to that. So, you you know, you don't want to, um, you know, the, the proximity of the rink to, you know, where the rink sits in White Plains, the other side of the rink is actually in West Harrison, which is part of the Harrison School District. Okay. So the rink is right on the borderline. So I think that's more of a border war than it, than a rival, but it's definitely converting to, to an on-ice rivalry, which is awesome. I do have to say, Coach, stick taps out to you and certainly your squad, the White Plains squad, and both communities, all the communities that came out. This is my second Mayor's Cup. I had a blast. It was a great game, and certainly you know, all the proceeds going to benefit a tremendous cause in the Wheelchair Sports Federation. So you know, I hope that that's something that can continue for years to come. Um, what do you look for in a hockey player? Mental toughness, uh, the ability to, to be adaptable, to change. To you know, it's, it's, I keep telling the guys, it's, it's not football. You know, you don't get in the huddle and call a play, and, and we're running this. You know, every shift calls for something else. A bounce of the puck, you got to change your mentality, you got to change your position. They need to be ready. So the ability to adapt, mental toughness, um, the ability to be coachable. And, and the drive to succeed, you know, those are stuff you, you can't teach. Right. I could, we, we could teach them X and o, X's and O's, we could, you know, power play, we're going to do this. But the, the stuff that they need to bring internally that you can't teach is what makes a, a good player a better player. And, that, and that's what we're looking for. Great answer. Great answer. I would agree. Those intangibles are what makes a great player. Hey, uh, on the flip side, what makes a successful co- hockey coach? Uh, you have to surround yourself with successful people. Um, always, you need the ability to be learning. Again, if it's, I'll tell you what, I saw something, uh, obviously I also referee, and I saw something in a in a modified game the other day where the team went down shorthanded. And they were in the offensive zone, but they pulled the puck down back to their defensive zone so they could get the goalie shift, the goalie off the ice, and they now come in six on five. Huh. And that's the first thing I brought back to my team the next day. I said, listen, this makes sense. So yeah. I'm always looking at ways to to be better. Again, if it's, you know, rewinding a Ranger game or, or whatever, and just, you know, on the web. And, you know, I, I, I tell my boys, probably anything I give you from, from a, a, a coaching point of view is nothing I've created. I've heard it. I saw it. I read it. You know, so I'm always looking to, to honestly steal from other coaches that have been successful. 
hey, maybe we need to get you behind the Ranger bench because if you're watching Ranger video and then converting that to what you're doing on the ice with the Titans, I want you behind the bench. Forget AV. Um, favorite memory, and again, you, you touched on this earlier, and it might be the same answer, but that's okay. Favorite memory or moment as a coach this season so far? Um, yeah, I got to say that, that 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 bus ride home. Um after the, the the win against North Rockland, yeah. the the kids were were the, the guys that were obviously I pretty much ran two lines that game, so a lot of kids did not get in, and then we carry we carry twenty eight kids and don't dress everybody, but the seniors and the juniors on the bus ride home were almost like you know the beginning of the Yankee game where they do the roll call and yeah. they call everybody's yeah. position and name and everything. The, the older kids were doing that for the younger kids on the bus. That's great. So they were calling, you know, chanting each kid's name that did not play and made them feel part of that win. That's awesome. That, so to sit back and just listen to that and absorb that, that, that probably has, you know, I'm getting chills just thinking about, about that interaction with the boys and how everybody's stepping up. So that, that was awesome. Sounds like you have developed quite a winning culture there and quite a supportive uh, team culture there too, Coach. So kudos to you. Hey, what was it like to coach against your son in the recent Mayor's Cup? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that was obviously, um, you know, we, when, when we saw it on the calendar and we were preparing, I, I, I was preparing to, to, to coach against both of my boys, but, you know, with Richard's injury, um, and I'll give you a quick update. He was cleared to skate as of Friday. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, hopefully he'll be back at least to skate for his senior night. Um, but, you know, there were smiles. There were jeers. There were – it was it was business as usual for both of us, for John and I. But, um, you know, it, it, there was a little something extra there. And it – the – and I know you, you just did the article or the, the podcast on the, the – the girls hockey in section yes, one. Yes. So there was one player on White Plains, Maya Lynch Lamont, that I've coached since um, I think Kiwis mm. or probably Squirts. You know, and, and on the on the uh, when we lined up for the anthem, I saw her, and I probably got more emotional seeing her out there than, than my son. Wow. Because I know my son was out to to you know to, to make a name for himself against me. Sure. And you know, just seeing Maya out there was 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 really touching because. I've coached the majority of that te- that White Plains team somewhere throughout their history, and then the aside that um, I was getting it from the fans as well. So I came out early between the second and third, and the fans uh, got a very nice rounding chant of "traitor" oh, directed yeah. my way. Yikes! Yeah, so it had so, you know, it, the atmosphere was great, um, and then going into it, like I said, the, the perfect game was. When it went before it all happened, I said the first perfect game we we win seven six and John has a hat trick and Richard has a hat trick and everybody goes home happy. Yeah. But uh, that obviously didn't happen. I have to that tell happened. you know, as certainly as a coach and as a parent, you know, as someone that's dedicated a good part of their lives to working with young people, I, I'm sure it was a whirlwind of emotions. And again, it was such a tremendous atmosphere. Um, you know, so I hope that that that's something that you guys do for years to come between the two programs. What's the biggest? It's, it's, it's in the plans to, to keep going, so we're working on next year's already. Love it. I'll be happy to promote that too and be there as well. Um, what's the biggest challenge you face as a coach? Um, again, carrying twenty-eight kids, ice time. You know, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut anybody because if, if I do, and it's a sophomore, he's going to lose a year of development. So we're keeping everybody around. 
and just you know it's tough you know when it, when the humanistic portion of, of the game comes back in I look at a ninth grader that really busting his butt in practice and I but the game just doesn't allow me to get him out there for whatever reason right um, just just trying to get ice time for these for these other kids that are really working hard and deserve it I, I know their time will come when they're juniors and seniors but you know I'd like to give them a quick reward now but it's uh, you know we have a, a challenging schedule and it's just it's tough but you know, as you said earlier, that but with that bus ride after the North Rockland win, it really sounds like the upperclassmen, the kids that do get the playing time, look to incorporate them in other ways too. So you know, these are certainly memories, coach, that they're going to have forever. Um, right, yeah. What advice would you give someone who's interested in coaching? Um, again, surround yourself with good people. Surround yourself with people that are willing to learn. Um, and, and then just take as much information from every aspect you can, and and then just go with go with go with, um, you know, what you think is right. You know, just don't second guess yourself. You know, the outcome might not be what you want, but again, if if you're, if you believe in a system, stick with it, and if it works, you know, then then it does. I love it. Hey, coach, how would you describe the state of hockey in Section One right now? Yeah, I had this discussion with Alex uh, Smith from John Jay on Friday before our game, and uh, the, the parity this year is ridiculous. You know, any given day, anybody could beat anybody. Um, so I, I think the, the the top teams, there's no there, there, there's no W, you know, written out on the schedule before you take the ice. Um, so you need to be at your best. Everybody needs to be at their best this year. And the next couple of weeks are going to be very interesting. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, Section 1, I think, certainly in Division 1, is is kind of open. I mean, there are some teams that certainly have separated themselves, I think, from the pack, uh, you being one of them. Uh, you know, but again, you still have to play the rest of the games. And then, uh, you know, the playoffs start February 16th, and that's when the real fun begins. Yep. All right, two more questions for you, Coach, before I let you go. Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Um... I'm going to go with Adam Graves. Again, what he did on the ice, the leadership he brought on the ice, and then what he continues to do with the community, with youth hockey. Uh, you know, obviously, he was, we'll keep going back to the Mayor's Cup, but he was there as part of that. Um, he had spent a, a long part of his his evening there talking to the, the wheelchair participants and, you know, and just what the positive vibe he brings to the sport, to the youth of the sport about what it was like then and and what their role is as a, as a youth player and and the fire that he had as a player he's trying to bring to these kids and and if that happens you know again youth hockey in this area will we'll thrive yeah i have to say if you opened up the dictionary and looked under the definition of class adam graves's picture is going to be there no doubt I mean, he is the, with, with, you know, class will be in capital letters and bolded. Absolutely. I mean, the consummate, the you know, warrior on the ice, heart and soul player for the Rangers, uh, you know, and again, just, just the ultimate ambassador for our sport, hands down. Yeah. Uh, and you've alluded to it a couple of times. I'm going to infer, because I hate to say assume, because you know that old adage, that your favorite professional team is the New York Rangers. They are, but I'm not committed as you are to have a Rangers onesie at this point, <laughs> but I am a, uh, a diehard fan. <laughs> yeah, now listen, the, the onesie did make an appearance earlier this week at the request of a of a team. 
and I will bring it with me to Buffalo for sentimental reasons. But <laughs> as you've seen on my Twitter account, I have retired the onesie. I actually wear it every now and then to bed because it's been particularly cold up in my neck of the woods here in Orange County. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, retired it in favor of my and they did the jerseys for your Mayor's Cup. They do beautiful work. Dangle Sauce did a nice HV Pucks uh, jersey for me. So I'm kind of rocking that now. So, uh, Coach, thanks again. Uh, I've been chatting with Rich Myers, head coach for the Rydetown Harrison Titans. They are definitely one of the teams to be on the lookout for uh, as the rest of the regular season and the playoffs begin in Section 1. Coach, thanks again for taking time out. I look forward to seeing you at your tilt versus uh, Mamaroneck this coming Saturday, and uh, best of luck with the rest of the season. Thank you, Travis. All right, my pleasure. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast. Let's start. Uh, this is Sam Drew, and you're listening to HV Pucks, available for free on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Now back to the show. As the 12th episode for Season 2 comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. Stick taps out to Adam Page, one of the hockey coaches for the St. Mary's varsity hockey team, on being named to the U.S. Paralympic sled hockey team. This will be Adam's third time. I want to congratulate him and wish him and his fellow Olympians all the luck in bringing home the gold medal. Stick taps out to Jack Wallace, an alumni of the Indian Hills hockey team on also being named to the U.S. Paralympic sled hockey team. I want to congratulate Jack and wish him and all of the fellow Olympians all the luck in bringing home the gold medal. Stick taps out to the E.O. Smith-Tolland Bucks hockey team who have made a pledge this year to support the Jacob Roger Poulin Foundation through the Score for Jacob campaign. Fans can pledge a dollar amount for every Bucks goal scored this season, which will directly benefit the foundation and its many charitable endeavors, including building a park in Jacob's memory. For more information, you can visit www.jrpf.org or follow at BucksNation1 on Twitter. Stick taps out to the LaSalle Institute varsity hockey team for hosting a Cadets for Vets game on Saturday, January 20th versus Shaker Colony. Puck drop was set for 645 at the Hudson Valley Community College uh, Conway Ice Arena. Uh, In the months leading up to the game, each member of the team selected a veteran to skate in honor of And about a week before the game, the team visited a local veterans facility to thank the servicemen and women and invite them to the game. The cadets defeated the Jets 5-1. All proceeds from ticket sales, the concessions, t-shirt sales, and donations went to the Albany Housing Coalition. Stick taps out to junior goaltender Matt Ubertaccio, a.k.a. Ubo, of the Madison hockey team on making 38 saves in a 3-1 win over Morris Knowles on Sunday, January 21st. Junior goalie Ty Francini gets an honorable mention for making 32 saves for Morris Knowles. Stick taps out to senior goaltender Andrew Soblinski of the Brick Memorial hockey team for stopping 56 of 58 shots against Jackson Liberty in a 2-2 tie on Sunday, January 21st. 
Stick taps out to Skinny Atlas head coach Mitch Major on earning his 300th career varsity win in a 6-2 victory over Oswego on uh, Tuesday, January 23rd. Stick taps out to forward Ryan Eccles on joining the 100-point club uh, in a 15-1 win over Watertown on Tuesday, January 23rd. Stick taps out to uh, Ryan Eccles of the Syracuse Cougars hockey team on joining the 100-point club in a 15-1 win over Watertown on Tuesday, January 23rd. Stick taps out to senior forward Bobby Welch on joining uh, the limited ranks of 50 goal scorers in Liverpool hockey program history. Bobby earned his 50th goal in a 3-2 victory over Casanova on uh, Tuesday, January 23rd. Uh, Goaltender Gavin Buza also made 36 saves in the win. Gavin was also credited with 40-plus saves in a 7-4 loss to Clinton on Thursday, January 25th. Stick taps out to 7th grade goaltender Carolyn Bourgeau of the Kenmore Grand Island girls hockey team for making 29 saves in a 4-0 loss to uh, Lancaster Iroquois Depew on Wednesday, January 24th. And I hope I got your last name right, Carolyn. Stick taps out to Matthew Carden of the Lewiston Porter varsity hockey team for earning his 100th and 101st career varsity points in a 4-4 tie with North Tonawanda on uh, Wednesday, January 24th. Stick taps out to senior forward Larry Hooper of the Wall High School varsity hockey team for earning his 100th career varsity point in a 3-1 win over Howell on Wednesday, January 24th. Uh, Stick taps out to the trio of Zach Tarantino, Ryan Burns, and Larry Hooper with 65, 56, and 52 points respectively this season. Um, all of them are in the top four in the state of New Jersey as of Wednesday, January 24th. That's when those point totals um, were taken. They might be a little bit higher at the time of this recording. Well done, boys. Well done indeed. Stick taps out to junior goaltender Adriana Harmon of the West Seneca Hamburg Eden Girls varsity hockey team who made 48 saves in a 4 to nothing loss to the Monsignor Martin Girls varsity hockey team on Thursday, January 25th. Stick taps out to senior captain Matthew Behar of the Byram Hills Bobcats hockey team for joining the 100-point club during a 6-3 win over White Plains on Thursday, January 25th. Um, Stick taps out to forward Andrew uh, Mihalski of the St. Francis High School Fed Hockey Team for scoring six goals and two assists in a 12-1 win over Niagara Falls on Thursday, January 25th. Stick taps out to the Williamsville North Varsity Hockey Team and the Clarence Varsity Hockey Team for sponsoring a teddy bear toss on Thursday, January 25th at the Northtown Center. Puck drop was set for 7 p.m. Bears were available for purchase for $5 at each high school, and the proceeds benefited crisis services for suicide awareness and prevention programs. Once the bears were tossed onto the ice, they were collected, cleaned, and shared with a local children's hospital. Stick taps out to the Oswego Buck uh, hockey team for holding their second annual first responders night on Thursday, January 25th against Fulton. Uh, The ceremony started at 630 with puck drop set for 7 p.m. 
Stick taps out to goaltender Michael Atone of the Freehold Township High School uh, ice hockey team for making 37 saves in a 6-4 win over Wayne on Thursday, January 25th. And Michael, I hope I got that last name right for you, bud. Stick taps out to both the Carmel Rams and Madpack Indians varsity hockey teams for hosting a Carmel Hockey Fights cancer game on Friday, January 26th at the Brewster Ice Arena. uh, They had a bake sale, chuck-a-puck, a a 50-50 raffle, plus much more. Puck drop was set for 9 p.m. with all proceeds going to benefit Community Cares, uh, a local organization aiding families whose children, uh, with children whose parents are undergoing a major medical illness such as cancer. Uh, it's my understanding that, that over $2,000 was raised for Community Cares, and that's just an amazing, amazing total. Uh, I was there that night. Uh, the community came out in full effect. So again, stick taps out to everybody who made that possible, um, especially Rob Adams and... Uh, Harold Turk, uh, they came out and did play-by-play in color, and uh, they did a phenomenal job as well. Stick taps out to the West Haven Youth Hockey Program for hosting the fourth annual Coaches versus Coaches game on Friday, January 26th at Bennett Rink. All proceeds were to benefit uh, Pam Gardner. Uh, West Haven Hockey at Yahoo.com. Uh, you can email them for more info on how to make a donation. Stick taps out to senior forward Joe Convent of the Northern Highlands Regional High School hockey team who had a hat trick and two assists in a 4 to nothing win over Montclair to earn his 100th career varsity point on Friday, January 26th. Uh, stick taps out to goaltender Casey Boone of the LaSalle varsity hockey team who made 35 saves in a 4-4 to tie with Bethlehem on Friday, January 26th. Stick taps out to senior goaltender Rhett Weselek of the St. Francis Prep hockey team for making 55 saves in a 4-0 loss to Lake Forest on Friday, January 26th. Stick taps out to 8th grade goaltender Ellie Simmons of the Kenmore Grand Island girls hockey team for making 45 saves in a 5-4 loss to Clarence Amherst Sweet Home on Friday, January 26th. Uh, Stick taps out to ninth grade goaltender Lauren Brown of the Hamburg Eden West Seneca girls hockey team for making 32 saves in a 3-0 loss to Monsignor Martin on Friday, January 26th. I got to tell you, these girls in that Western New York uh, hockey league up there are absolutely killing it. I'm so glad I'm starting to pay more attention to what they're doing. It's truly amazing. Stick taps out to senior goaltender Justin Schultz of the White Plains hockey team for making 30 saves in net while helping the Tigers battle back to tie John Jay 4-4 on Friday, January 26th. Uh, Stick taps out to the Pittsburgh hockey team for hosting their ninth annual Pink the Rink game on Saturday, January 27th. The Panthers faced off against the Fairport Raiders with puck drop set for 5 p.m. for the JV and 7 p.m. for the varsity at the Policini Center. Tickets were $6, which included admission to both games, and all proceeds went to benefit the Breast Cancer Coalition of Rochester. Stick taps out to the Manalapan Ice Hockey Team for organizing a clothing drive fundraiser. The team collected new uh, and gently used men's, women's, and children's clothing, shoes, purses, belts, Bed and bath linens and stuffed animals uh, were all collected on January 27th. They also accepted bicycles and baby strollers. I saw some pictures and they packed an entire truck. 
Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Way to go. Stick taps out to the Baldwinsville Bees varsity hockey team for hosting a Pucks for Autism game on Saturday, January 27th versus Whitesboro. Puck drop was set for 1 p.m. at the Lysander Rink, number one, and all proceeds will benefit the Central New York Autism Foundation. Stick taps out to goaltender Andrew Soblinski, where'd I hear that name before, (laughs) of the Brick Memorial hockey team who made 61 saves in a 4-3 loss to Manalapan on Saturday, January 27th. Stick taps out to senior uh, John Mosrell of the Pittsburgh Panthers hockey team who earned his 99th career uh, high school varsity point in a 3-2 win over Fairport on Saturday, January 27th. Stick taps out to the Governor Livingston High School varsity hockey team as they will dedicate their game versus Wachung Hills on Sunday, January 28th to Team William in honor of Will Coyle, a student at their school. Will was diagnosed with cancer, is undergoing treatment, and will be fine. Uh, Puck drop is set for 815 at the Union Sports Arena. Stick taps out to the Byram Hills uh, varsity hockey team, who is hosting their sixth annual Pink the Rink uh, game versus John Jay at Brewster Ice Arena on Wednesday, February 7th at 4 p.m. Your boy Trav will also serve as guest in-house DJ and public address announcer throughout the evening. All proceeds will benefit the Breast Cancer Division of the American Cancer Society. An assist benefit game is uh, scheduled for Saturday, February 10th at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie. Puck drops at uh, 3.30 p.m. Um, For more information or to purchase tickets or to donate, please visit www.benefitgames.com backslash Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Uh, There's also an assist benefit game scheduled for Saturday, February 24th at the Brewster Ice Arena. Puck drop is set for 7 p.m. And that's going to benefit the Hudson Valley uh, High School Girls Hockey League. We're trying to get that off the ground. Uh, For more information to purchase tickets or to donate, you can visit www.benefitgames.com. And if uh, you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. This is your boy Trav, and you're listening to the HVPucks podcast. I'll be back with some of my final thoughts after this. As the horn sounds on uh, the 12th episode of Season 2, I want to let you know some of the topics for this season's future podcasts. A listener uh, chimed in and would like to know which team has the best merch. Um, I still want to do a history of Hudson Valley hockey with Stefan Vallis and Mike Schoenbach. As a matter of fact, I saw uh, Stefan uh, Vallis uh, Sr. and Stefan Vallis Jr. last night at the Dick Kittle uh, ceremony where they dedicated the uh, the booth to Dick uh, at the Homics Park Ice Rink. It was a very, very moving ceremony, uh, very well-deserved. 
Uh, I met uh, Mr. Kittle's family and talked to them about the scholarship that I have set up in his honor, uh, and they're all for it. Um, so uh, Stefan Vallis and Mike Schoenbach are both a wealth of information about the history of our sport, the history of our league. So I'm going to get the two of them together, and uh, we're going to talk some HV Pucks uh, history. There's also a very dedicated group of hockey players who have been playing together on Tuesday nights for 44 years in a row. The game is referred to as Hockey Night in Katona. Uh, I've reached out to uh, one of the organizers, and I'm definitely going to check out a game, interview some of the players, and uh, so stay tuned for that in a future episode. And as we approach the playoffs, certainly the last two weeks of the season are going to be um, a wild ride, to say the least. Uh, We're going to definitely do some playoff talk. Uh, So again, uh, tweet at me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks and we'll get your comments on. We'll get your, uh, if there's a topic that you want to discuss, I do this podcast for you. So by all means, please uh, tweet at me um, with your ideas. Uh, As you know, there's a Where Are They Now segment. Uh, So any former Hudson Valley players, please tweet or DM me at TravJack71 if you want to come on. You can join the likes of Tommy Spiro, Jackson Schultz, Russ Mazzaro, Sean Gordon, Sean Benson, and Anthony Caruto, who have all been on the show uh, thus far. Uh, I also want to put out another episode, which includes From the Trainer's Room with Jessica, which will focus on athlete health, safety, and nutrition with Jessica Lappy, head athletic trainer for uh, Tappan Zee High School. Uh, she works very closely with the Nyack Tappan Zee Ice Hawks hockey team. Uh, before I sign off, I want to thank my beautiful wife, Marisol, and my two daughters, Juliana and Kayla, for their never-ending love, support, patience, and understanding. Because our family time takes a major hit uh, over the uh, months of November, December, January, February, and March um, as I embark on another exciting hockey journey. Um, You know, my pledge is to bring you free and independent local hockey coverage, um, and that's what I'm really striving to do on this show. You can find me on Twitter at TravJack71, on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major, and on Snapchat at 5 underscore min major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, please check out the EP Broken Walls by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. You know, there's also another way that you can find me, and I really should have mentioned this sooner, and I apologize. Um, for not doing so. You can also find my show on the Grandstand Sports Network. So if you go to www.grandstandsportsnetwork.com, you can find me listed under shows. And um, if you go on Twitter, just give me a second here. If you go to at Grandstand underscore SN, that's at Grandstand underscore uh, SN, uh, you can find me there too. Uh, They've put a website together for me. I can't thank them enough for their continued support, much like I can't thank the followers and the listeners. I mean, this has been such a tremendous uh, season for me, and the show is just, you know, growing by leaps and bounds with every passing week. Um, This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.